Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are I'm you great. doing? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm starting to feel the effects of my morning cup of coffee. Good, I that's love how, that. That's where I'm at. That's great. So I only had a nice mellow cup of green tea, so we're good. But anyway, I, I asked uh, people what we they wanted to call our like listeners. And? And we have a few. I'm going to probably just do an Instagram post. It was, uh, we got naughties. Um, we got not tots. I like that. We got, what was another one? I don't remember, survivors, a lot of people said, but I feel like that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, I'm not sure, I don't know. but um, I feel like we could do better. Yeah, but I'll, but maybe, I'll maybe we'll put out a poll. Yeah, I'll put out a poll on Instagram. We'll we'll uh, we'll see see what you guys think. But yeah. um, yeah, I also like naughties. Cool. Yeah, I I mean there's some cool ones. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's just jump on in because this story is insane. I found it through TikTok. Actually, I was just scrolling through TikTok as I do, and I came across a like an ad for a movie called Girl in the Basement. And I was just looking for like a movie. I didn't realize it was based on a true story, but then I Googled it uh, or I watched like the trailer or something and it was like based on a true story. And I was like, ooh, what is this? And then I looked into it and here we are. It's, it's mm-hmm. a crazy, 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 crazy story. So let's just jump in. So we are gonna be talking about Elizabeth Fritzel. Before I get started, I want to t- I want to say that I got a lot of my information from the good old Wikipedia. There was a documentary that I watched on Daily Motion called "The Secrets of the Austrian Cellar," and also a- an article from the Sun. So those are those are my sources. Would you like them in MLA format? Um, <laughs> yes. Great. So yes, Elizabeth Fritzel, and so Elizabeth was born in Amstetten, Austria, on April sixth, which is actually the day this episode comes out. So in 1966 was when she was born. So I, I believe it would make her 55 the day this episode comes out, which is just an interesting little tidbit, I thought. And Elizabeth has six siblings, Ulrich, Joseph, Gabrielle, Doris, Rosemary, and Harold. And Elizabeth was the fourth child in that lineup. A lineup. <laughs> well, yeah, lineup of kids. But so her father was Joseph Fritzel, and he was born on April 9th, 1935 in Amstetten, Austria, in the, uh, and in 1956, at age 21, he married 17-year-old Rosemary, who is their mother. And Joseph was an electrical engineer and well-respected in their town, but many people didn't know that he was actually a bad, bad man. He was a bad man. But yeah, I mean, to most people in the town, he was... He had like business relationships and whatever. He was very organized. He was a pretty private man. So most people just thought he was like, he just kept to himself, but he was actually a terrible, terrible piece of shit. Yeah. I feel like this is such a common theme is like respected member of the community gets away with some horrific shit for so long just because people are like, oh, he's a nice guy. Ah, We do business. Yeah. Right. So let's talk a little bit about his criminal history before we get into Elizabeth's story. So in 1967, Joseph broke into the Lynn's home of a 24-year-old nurse while her husband was away and raped her while holding a knife to her throat and threatened to kill her if she screamed. And according, according to an annual report for 1967 and a press release of the same year, he was also named as a suspect in a case of attempted rape of a 21-year-old woman and was known for indecent exposure. Fritzl was arrested and served 12 months of an 18-month prison sentence. 18 months. Wow. Yeah, and this was... insane. Yeah, 12 months of an 18-month sentence. So it wasn't even two years. It was just like... like, He was convicted of rape. Yeah. Yeah, and suspected in another one. So, you know, not a very hard sentence for him but and this was his his criminal history um and also this happened when he was already married to rosemary and then she he went back to her and she took him back and then they had children so i don't interesting but um just just an interesting little tidbit so interesting that's a word we're gonna leave it at that that's a word yeah now we're gonna go to his children and like Elizabeth. So Elizabeth was a bright child, but she and her father did not have a good relationship. They really butt heads 
and I mean more than that, but she was more of a problem child, but by problem child, I just mean that she didn't listen to every single word this man said, and I don't blame her, <laughs> you know? Like, right. he's a terrible person. But the abuse against her began in 1977 when she was only 11 years old. And by abuse, I, I mean sexual abuse um, and physical abuse and, you know, just terrible, terrible things. So there isn't a ton about her childhood and what she endured specifically, but there was definitely abuse going on. And Elizabeth's school friend recalled that she was a pretty reserved kid when it came to discussing her life outside of school. She said that she just knew it couldn't have been good. But it was unclear if Joseph did this to his other children or if Elizabeth was just the unlucky one. But um, if a person is able to do this to one of their children, it's not too far-fetched to believe that it could have happened to more of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so at the age of 15, Elizabeth started a course to become a waitress. And in January of 1983, when Elizabeth was 17, she ran away from home and went into hiding in Vienna with a friend from work. But within three weeks, she was found by the police and was returned to her parents. She actually did try to tell the police about the abuse that was happening at home, but she even told them that it had started from when she was only 11 years old, but they didn't believe her and they brought her home. Oh my God. Which is disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. To say the least. To say the least. Yeah. So she was brought home and she was able to rejoin her waitressing course and was able to finish it in mid-1984. And soon after that, she was actually offered a job in Linz, which is the capital of Upper Austria. And she had a plan that she was going to leave her home when she turned 18 and start her own life away from her father because she just wanted to separate herself for very good reasons. Right, yeah, who can blame her? No, of Get course. Get out of there ASAP. Yeah, definitely. So on August 28th, 1984, 18-year-old Elizabeth was asked by her father to help him carry a door into the basement of their home. And as Elizabeth carried this door into the basement, she was led through many different doors and further underground into a place she didn't even know existed in her home. Oh my god. Yeah, so Elizabeth helped Joseph carry it down and held the door in place while her father fit it into the frame. And after the job was done, Elizabeth turned around to go back upstairs, but her father slammed the door in her face and pushed her into the room. He then grabbed her and put an ether-soaked towel over her face until she was unconscious. What Elizabeth didn't know at the time was that the very door she helped her father fit into place would be the last piece needed to seal what would turn out to be the chamber where she would be held captive for years. Oh my god. Yeah. So this was a hidden cellar in the basement. And this cellar was, you know, in the basement of their family home and was reached through a maze of eight locked doors. Eight? Yes. What the fuck? Yes. And in the eighth room, there was a shelf against the wall that was on a track so it could slide. Okay. And behind this sliding shelf was a small door that was also locked and you needed to crawl through it to get to being, to get to where Elizabeth was being held. Wow. Yeah. So this is like, literally he set up a labyrinth to keep her there. Yes. How long did he plan that for? That's insane. Years. Years. This was a plan for years. So actually in the movie, Girl in the Basement, there's a door behind a sliding shelf, but then there's only like a door on the other side of it. And then there's the cellar. So it's actually worse in the real story. I I was shocked to find out that it was behind eight locked doors and a crawl space and, you know, other stuff. So it's just crazy. So inside this chamber, there was a very small living area connected to an even smaller bathroom. And beyond that was two small bedrooms. The ceilings were very low. Um, They were only around six feet at the highest point, which wasn't the entire thing. It was just that one, one space. The spaces were connected by very long and narrow hallways and it was super cramped, dark, and had very little air. Um, And it was always extremely humid down there, just from like basic hygiene, you know, and just people being down there made the air very thick and like hot. And of course, the entire chamber was also soundproofed. Soundproofed? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Did he put special shit down there? Probably. For soundproofing? Or was it just like so far down into the ground that it was like... 
Well, I don't think it was so far underground that it was like you couldn't hear. I think it was just underneath their family home, but through so many locked doors and like the family didn't even know that it existed. And it wasn't even in the the plans of the home. Like it was it was very much a secret oh, hidden cellar. It wasn't even in like the architecture. No. Fuck. And like does the mom and like rest of the family know that this is going on? No. They have no idea. Yeah, so we'll get into it, but but I mean if you think about it, he built this whole cellar with holding I I mean, if not specifically Elizabeth, someone captive for years and years and whatever. So he, of course, he soundproofed it, you know? I mean, right. Yeah, just I can't even imagine you realizing that you have been living over your sister. Yeah. Yeah. So for Elizabeth, this was the terrifying beginning of a 24-year-long stretch of captivity. 24 years of captivity. And upstairs, it seemed as if Elizabeth had just vanished. Joseph had managed to convince Rosemary and Elizabeth's siblings that she had run away. Because, I mean, her plan was to leave when she turned 18, and she kind of, you know, butted heads with her father to begin with. So he, it wasn't like super out of question that she could have just run away. But at the same time, she wouldn't have just never spoken to them again and like not said goodbye. And you know what I mean? So he used the fact that Elizabeth was a difficult child and had left their home without telling anyone. So from above, this was a completely normal home in actually a pretty busy area in Amstetten. It was on like a, a road that had a lot of foot traffic and there was a shop next to the house. They, were, they had multiple neighbors. Like this was not in the middle of nowhere, you know? So it, I can't even imagine being underneath this house knowing that there's so many people above you and nobody knows that you're down there crazy and and nobody suspected joseph of anything you know they had no idea because like i said a lot of people thought of him as like a reliable guy they're like oh he's just a family man and he has seven kids and he's he's working and he has a wife and he has a home and whatever like nobody knew about his like you know yeah crazy crazy things i'm trying to think like how you would even catch on to that because he's already seemed to have a lockdown on his family so like, they wouldn't question him about where he was going. Mm-hmm. And then he has seven kids, so it's not like, oh, okay, why are you buying food for eight people? It's like, you can't tell the difference. Right. And actually, one of the neighbors, when she was being interviewed, said, I mean, it wasn't so far-fetched that one of their ki- one of their kids out of seven of them was a problem child and would just run away. You know, like, out of that many kids, there's bound to be one. You yeah, know? especially if she's been butting heads and yeah. like, had a plan to get the fuck out of right. there. Right. So when her mother, Rosemary, found out about Elizabeth's disappearance, though, she made a missing persons report to the local police because she, was, she didn't believe it. She was like, there's no way. She just ran away. So for weeks, there was no news. And with Joseph insisting that she ran away, the, the investigation really didn't last long. So about a month later, Joseph handed over a letter to the police that he had received, quote unquote, from Elizabeth. And suddenly her parents received this letter from Elizabeth in which she stated that she was tired of her family life and had ran away. She stated that she was tired of living with her family and was staying with a friend and also warned her parents not to look for her or she would leave the country. And this was just one of many letters that Joseph forced Elizabeth to write. So it, oh, he forced her to write. I was like, check the handwriting. Oh, it, it was written by Elizabeth, but it was written oh, from the basement. Oh my God, I can't even imagine writing that. I know. From her, per- like, oh my God. Of course, I mean, it's a nightmare. She's like sealing her fate, really. Yeah, yeah. So her father, Joseph Fritzel, told police when they came to the house that he didn't know where Elizabeth had gone. And he suggested that Elizabeth may have joined a religious cult group and was hooked on drugs, which was something Elizabeth had apparently told him was something he was pla- she was planning on doing. But Elizabeth had a boyfriend at the time, Andreas Kruzik, and he said that she confided in him. And he knew that she was under a lot of pressure at home and that she had run away from her home at the age of 15. She, he knew that her, her life at home was not good, essentially. And he said he didn't believe that Elizabeth had run away to join a cult or had gotten hooked on drugs because that just wasn't who she was. She wouldn't do that. You know, he knew her. They, they had a pretty serious relationship at this point. And not to mention, the two regularly talked and one day she just vanished. 
And he couldn't make sense of that. He couldn't believe that she would just run away and not even say goodbye to him at the very least, you know? Yeah. So, uh, not, didn't say goodbye to her boyfriend, her family. Are there any friends that were like... She was a pretty reserved person, I think. I mean, I'm sure she had friends, but as far as I saw, it was like mostly just the boyfriend and... Gotcha. And I think she was close to one of her sisters. Yeah, but like this is multiple people being like, she wouldn't just up and leave without saying anything to me. Right, which is why they had the missing persons report. But then they got this letter from Elizabeth in her handwriting saying that she did these things. Oh, that's eerie. Yeah. It's super eerie. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, Andreas, he he didn't think that this was something that she would do. But at the same time, there wasn't anything he could do about it. And she did just vanish, you know? Yeah. So for the first four years of her captivity, Elizabeth was alone in this dirty basement. Throughout her time in the basement, Joseph would regularly physically abuse and rape her. And he spent a lot of time in this basement. And you might be wondering, how didn't anyone think that his spending so much time in this basement was weird? But what the Fritzl family knew was Joseph would be in the basement at 9 a.m. every day because he was working on a machine that he was selling. And it wasn't even strange for Joseph to spend the night in the basement. Rosemary apparently suspected nothing, and she just thought that her husband was a hard worker and was dedicated to what he was doing. Oh, puke. Yeah. So Joseph would go down there almost every day, but at a minimum, it was three times a week. So this he was always, always there, which is just horrifying. All the shopping he would do for Elizabeth would be done outside of Amstetten uh, because he didn't want any suspicion from people he knew about any odd purchases he would make, and he would bring it down at night. And the entrance to this basement was actually in the backyard of their home. Um, and Joseph had neighbors on either side of his property, but his backyard was concealed by a lot of overgrown bushes. And this was kind of strange for the people in the neighborhood. They were like, you know, we're all very friendly. We all hang out together. We don't have overgrown bushes. Like, hmm. you know, they would have garden parties and like like block parties, you know, and they would all hang out together. But the Fritzl family just never attended. They just stopped inviting them because they were like, these people very clearly don't want to be involved. So, right. Yeah. You know, they just, they didn't think anything malicious was happening. They just thought that they were, you know, they didn't like anyone else. Yeah. They just didn't want to be involved. So two years into Elizabeth's imprisonment, she became pregnant for the first time. And for the first time. Yes. I don't like that. I don't like the way you said that. Yeah. So although soon after this pregnancy happened, she had a miscarriage about 10 weeks into it. But two years later, she became pregnant again. And in August of 1988, she gave birth to a baby girl that she named Kirsten. And in the basement. By herself, in the basement. By herself. Yes. He wasn't even there to no. like... She delivered a baby herself. Yes. And survived. Yeah. And she would do that multiple times after this. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Wait, w- w- multiple times? I'm going to get into it. Oh my God. Yeah. So she had to give birth alone in this dark and dirty basement. Um, Two years later, Elizabeth became pregnant again and gave birth to a baby boy she named Stefan on February of February 1st, 1990. So now it's 22 year old Elizabeth and her two children alone in this dungeon. And every week Joseph would give them their rations of food and water. And they didn't get much because he didn't want Rosemary to start really noticing anything. So they were sharing rations. They were, you know, it Being was starved. I mean, pretty much, you know, and Elizabeth spent her time trying to give her children the most normal life uh, as she possibly could. How can you even begin to do that? Even without daylight or decades of medical care, you know, she gave her children the best life that she could have. And she asked Joseph for books and was able to teach her children to be the to the best of her ability, which was actually pretty good considering the circumstances. And two years later, she gave birth to Lisa on August 29th, 1992, and her daughter Monica followed on February 26th, 1994. She has four children now. She does. Um, How is nobody not noticing the amount of food that you need to keep four children? And she's, what, in her third? I don't even know how old she is. 
like a grown woman alive. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, he was doing the shopping for Elizabeth and her children outside of Amstetten, and he would deliver the food and whatever else they would need at night. So they didn't even see him bringing down this food or where it was coming from. But they didn't see him, like, going in and out at night. Like, I mean, I know they wouldn't question him, but I'm just, like... They wouldn't question I'm him. Just, I don't know. I know it ha- it's already happened, but I'm just I know. so mad at no, this. No, of course. And I mean, who isn't mad at this? Like, yeah. it is it is insane. Please question yourself if you're not. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, definitely. So on April 28th, 1996, Elizabeth gave birth to twins, Alexander and Michael. But Michael died at just three days old and was actually incinerated on the property Ugh. by Joseph. Um, fucking monster yes so on december 16th 2002 she gave birth to her youngest son felix so in total that's seven children so she has an entire other family oh yeah down here yes yes but the chamber in the basement wasn't equipped to hold that many people so only three of elizabeth's children were held captive with her Kirsten and Stefan, the two oldest, and Felix, the youngest, were all kept locked underground with their mother. The other children were brought upstairs by Joseph. And... Oh, what? Yes. Excuse me. Yes. I have four new children. Well... I have no idea where they've come from. Right. They all kind of look like me. Okay, so... This is weird. Okay, so we're going to get into specifically how that was able to happen, but basically it didn't happen all at once. When the children were born, the three that he took upstairs, he took them and put them on the doorstep with a note written from Elizabeth saying, this is my child. I can't raise this child. Can you please take care of my children? And she wrote it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they were left on the doorstep with a note from Elizabeth saying she was unable to care for them. And this didn't happen all at once. She was having these children. And then once she did, he would bring them upstairs and leave the note and, you know, that he forced Elizabeth to write. And Joseph and Rosemary were even approached by social services authorities to become their foster parents. Or no, they were approved, not approached. They were approved by local services to become the foster parents of Elizabeth's children. And you might be wondering, how can a convicted rapist become a foster parent? Yeah, that's a great question. Please. That's a great question. Please. Well, in accordance with Austrian law, his criminal record was expunged after 15 years. Meaning that 25 years later, when he applied to become a foster parent for Elizabeth's children, it never showed up in his history. Wow. It was never there because it was wiped away. He was a a clean slate as far as they were concerned. (laughs) If they only knew. Yeah. And officials said that Fritzl, Fritzl very plausibly explained how three of his infant grandchildren had appeared on his doorstep. The family received regular visits, at least 20 from social workers who saw and heard nothing to arouse suspicion. Because it's soundproofed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So not only was Joseph above suspicion, but the family was also receiving financial support for fostering Elizabeth's children. And people looked at the Fritzl family with sympathy. They thought of Elizabeth as a terrible mother. And they were like, Rosemary already had seven children, and now she has these three other children from their their deadbeat daughter, Elizabeth. What a terrible mother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That opinion is not going to age well. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so oh Lisa, so Lisa, Monica, and Alexander all lived with their grandparents and had no knowledge of their mother being in the basement. Fucking insane. Yes. It is unclear exactly what Rosemary knew in all of this, but I really don't think she had any idea what was happening. But she must have known that her husband was evil in some ways. I mean, she married a a convicted rapist, you know? Like, he's an evil person and she knew it. But I mean, at the same time, I'm, I'm sure she didn't know that Elizabeth was down there, you know? Yeah, but like, also, he's not doing anything... Like, it, it, what it seems like is he's not doing anything out of the ordinary or criminal above. That is, yeah, that is what it seems like, you know? I mean, I don't know exactly. There's a lot of details that I don't have from this story because, I mean, Elizabeth hasn't 
given them, you know? Yeah, and she doesn't need and to. And she doesn't need to. I mean, it's a it's a crazy story as is, but I mean, it's crazy. It, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's yeah. just it's just crazy. But yeah, I mean, what we do know about Rosemary is that she was very submissive. Rosemary, excuse me. She was very submissive to her husband and didn't really ask any questions. And she was pretty pretty preoccupied, you know? She had... Yeah, she's raising right now 10 children yeah pretty much well i mean not elizabeth but oh that's right yeah oh yeah so nine yeah it's a a large family her children are i'm sure are some of them i'm sure are grown and out of the house but she has these now three infants that she's dealing with as well as whatever other children were still in her home so she was pretty preoccupied and not really caring what her husband was up up to because she didn't suspect anything like this you know no. And after Monica's birth in 1994, Joseph allowed the enlargement of the prison, I mean, the bunker, from 35 to 55 square meters, which is 380 or 590 square feet. Does that make sense? So it was 380 square feet, and he allowed the expansion to 590 square feet. Question. Yes. During that expansion power tools some expansion <laughs> so, some sound being made yes so it wasn't like that shit just happened obviously they had to physically expand the basement so he put elizabeth and her children to work for years digging out soil with their bare hands oh he made them do it oh yeah because who else is gonna do it are the walls just dirt uh well I don't, I don't know. That's what it says is like they had to dig out soil with their bare hands. So oh I'm not God. sure exactly how that happened, but. Okay. So that's how he fucking got away with no power tools or anything. Exactly. And, and it took years. It took years to do that. So in the beginning of her captivity, Elizabeth had almost nothing in the basement, but by this time they had a television, a radio, a video cassette player, you know, they had shelves, they had a, like a, a small kitchen, you know, all the things. So food could be stored in a refrigerator and cooked or heated on a small hot plate. And Elizabeth taught the children to read and write and she taught them math. And the children would spend two to three hours a day learning. And Elizabeth also taught her children to be very polite. This is like pretty impressive that she's teaching them. It's very impressive. And like, sounds like pretty well. Yeah, pretty no, damn it's, well. it's very, very impressive. And it's also impressive that she gave her children like a schedule, you know? She's mm-hmm. like, we're going to learn for these hours. We're going to, you know, do this, whatever. She gave them structure, which is really important. And she did amazing. She really did. But when Joseph wanted to punish them, he would shut off their lights and refuse to deliver food or water or not water. He would refuse to deliver food for days at a time. He also told Elizabeth and the three children who remained, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix, that they would be gassed if they tried to escape. He told them that they would receive an electric shock and die if they tried to meddle with the cellar door. And, I mean, they just believed that, you know? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they believe that? I mean, I think the door that separated them from the other eight locked doors were actually like a code so it was an electric thing Hmm. but i mean i don't know that it would actually i don't think it would shock them but i mean they didn't fuck with it because why would they right investigators later concluded that these were just empty threats to frighten the victims there was no gas supply to the basement or electricity connected to the door but like i said they believed him so joseph and rosemary even rented out the ground floor rooms in their home people are living next to them on top on top on top of them yeah (laughs) so uh for 12 years they did this 12 years and the tenant for years said he would hear noises from the basement and would ask about them but joseph explained that they were just faulty pipes or gas heating system and the other the other tenants that they had said they heard nothing you know and even if they did they didn't know what it was nor would they really press or ask questions because right you know they're just tenants and you hear you hear a noise in an apartment you're not going to be like that's a girl in a bunker in the basement like yeah so it's just crazy that he he literally did that (laughs) like that he had the balls to like rent out his yeah i know it's ballsy but like it also gives him more cover for sure it does you're right 
Yeah. And Joseph was so confident in everything he had set up around him that he and Rosemary went on a three-week vacation to, to Thailand. Um, he had stored up extra food rations in a room in the chamber and left them just locked away for three weeks. I mean, they're always locked away, but he, he, you know, he gave them food and whatever and then said, see ya, hope nothing happens. But I oh, mean... What the fuck? So he gave them enough water and food though, right? Yes, for three weeks. And he was living it up in Thailand. There's video of him in Thailand and he's having the time of his life like being massaged, he's smiling, he's eating food, he's like, he's doing all the fun vacation stuff. Meanwhile, he's got a whole other family locked in a basement. Wow. Yeah. But like, this is, I'm hoping that this is the opportunity she takes to escape because three weeks is a long time. What could she to do? To figure it out or try something? I don't know. Yeah, so. Can you give me some good news? Not yet. But, Fuck. Well, I mean, kind of, but it's not. Okay, anyway, just tell it. <laughs> let's, I'm just going to go into it. So one thing Joseph couldn't control was sickness. And on April 19th, 2008, Kirsten, who is Elizabeth's eldest daughter, became seriously ill and fell unconscious and needed medical attention quickly. Elizabeth begged Joseph to take her to the hospital or she would definitely die. So Joseph had Elizabeth help him carry Kirsten upstairs. This was the first time Elizabeth had seen the outside world in 24 years. Oh my god. But as soon as Kirsten was upstairs, Joseph forced Elizabeth back into the chamber where she remained for one final week. During that time, Kirsten was taken by ambulance to a local hospital in Amstetten and was admitted in serious condition with life-threatening kidney failure. And it was her first time ever outside. Because her children were born in the chamber and stayed in the chamber. They had never, ever been outside. Right. I was thinking that they were going to catch something that they didn't have the immune support for because they're literally not in contact with anyone else. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's a problem. But this is what happened to Kirsten. And, you know, thank God for it because yeah, this is it ultimately led it. to the yeah. unraveling of Joseph's fucked up shit he has weaved up. I, it took a minute to get there, but I got there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, when he arrived at the hospital, she was as white as a sheet because of severe vitamin D deficiency due to zero exposure to the sun. Zero exposure to the sun, obviously. Right. But, right. That's like, you don't even think about that. Like, of course, they have never been in the sun. But like, what? Like, I can't think about that. Yeah. Like, I can't wrap my head around that. And doctors were completely baffled. Joseph's explanation at the hospital was that he was Kirsten's grandfather and his daughter Elizabeth had abandoned Kirsten to him, but he claimed that he found a note written by Kirsten's mother saying, please help her. Kirsten is very scared of strangers. She has never been in a hospital before. I've asked my father for help because he is the only person she knows. So this is the note that he gave medical staff. Okay, and this is weird. That's a weird note. That's weird. Yeah, of course. So medical staff found aspects of Fritzl's story puzzling and alerted the police on April 21st, who then broadcast an appeal on public media for the missing mother to come forward and provide additional information about Kirsten's medical history. Because, you know, they were like, we don't understand what is like, happening right now. She has no vitamin D. Right. And her kidneys are failing. Like, what? She's white right. as can be. Yes what's going on yes and they thought i mean at this point not shockingly that this was a case of child abuse and neglect and whatever and they were trying to get the mother oh were they trying to pin it on her yes i mean of course yeah how could you not think that That's initially right. you know so because joseph had claimed elizabeth had abandoned her daughter it was a job for the police to find her and the police wanted to question her about this possible neglect and they searched everywhere, but there wasn't a shred of information about Elizabeth anywhere, obviously. So this was when the police reopened the case file on Elizabeth's disappearance. Joseph repeated his story about, uh, about Elizabeth being in a cult and presented what he claimed was the most recent letter, quote, from her, dated January 2008, which was posted from the, from the town of Crematin? Crematin a town in Austria. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. 
Um, the police contacted a church officer and expert on cults who raised doubts about the existence of the group that Fritzl was describing. He noted that Elizabeth's letters also seemed dictated and oddly written. So the police went to the home to get DNA samples from the family because they believed that the children could possibly have different fathers. This is like what they're thinking. And when it came, to, when it came time for Joseph to give DNA, he said he was too busy. Of fucking course. Mm -hmm. So he didn't give DNA. And in the meantime, Elizabeth pleaded with Joseph to be taken to the hospital. And at this point, Joseph's perfectly planned world is falling apart around him. And he's scared that he's going to be put in prison or, you know, whatever. So he's like trying to fix it. You know, he's trying to fix it. Yeah. And at this point, miraculously, on April 26th, he released her from the cellar along with her sons, Stefan and Felix, and brought them upstairs. He and Elizabeth went to the hospital where Kirsten was being treated. And his explanation for all of this was that Elizabeth had come home because she was so concerned about her daughter's health. Following. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. So he, he believes that this is going to work. I mean, I don't know what he believed at this wow. point. That he is dumb as fuck. Yes. If he believes that. Right. So following a tip-off that Joseph and Elizabeth were at the hospital, the police detained them on hospital grounds and took them to the police station for questioning because still separately yes because still at this point they think that elizabeth is to blame they think that she's right. the bad guy you know and at first police didn't know what the hell happened i mean and how could they and accused elizabeth of being an abusive mother and elizabeth did not provide police with more details until they promised her that she would never have to see her father again and once they, once they promised her that, over the next two hours, she told the story of her 24 years in captivity. Oh my god. I cannot imagine being the officer that finds that out. And then also, she has to like, uh, she's finally free, but everyone thinks that she's a neglectful mother. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, she's just doing the best she possibly can yes. for her children, who have never even been in the sun. Yeah. Yes. Shortly after midnight... Police officers completed the investigation, and Joseph, who was aged 73 at this point, was arrested on April 26th on suspicion of serious crimes against family members. The night of April 27th, Elizabeth, her children, and her mother, Rosemary, were taken into care. Police said Joseph told investigators how to enter the basement chamber through a small hidden door opened by secret keyless entry codes. And Rosemary had been completely unaware of what had been happening to Elizabeth or that she was even in the home, you know? Mm. And on April 29th, it was announced that the DNA evidence confirmed that Fritzl was the biological father of his daughter's children. Joseph's defense lawyer, Rudolf Mayer, said that although the DNA test proved incest, evidence was still needed for the allegations of rape and enslavement. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine being that lawyer. I mean... Can you sleep at night? Can you sleep at night? That is a good question. I thought he about that. He should go to jail, too. Like, honestly, I know it's, like, important to defend people, whole, but, like, this... Yeah. To even think of making that assertion is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. It's unexcusable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Like, there are so many defense lawyers that just defend the worst of the worst and it's this is this is one of them this like, is i get he deserves a fair fair trial mm -hmm. but that's bullshit it is he knows it of course they're he has to know it of course they're they're grasping at straws of course they are i mean they can't take away the chamber you know there is a yeah. full-blown chamber that was lived in for 24 years they can't take that away yeah and like who, do you need witnesses like She's been gone for 24 years. No, there's no witnesses needed because she's in the she's been in the basement. She's been yeah. in the, and he the, he had the codes. He he had between, behind eight locked doors, a sliding shelf that hid the secret door to his key code entrance that he gave them the code to. They go into it like, you know, they, they No, yeah, she was in there willingly. Yeah, like, yeah, right. she loved it. Right. Yeah, Are she loved it. Are you fucking kidding me? Right, exactly. So, on May 1st, there was a daily press conference and it had come out that Joseph had forced Elizabeth to write a letter 
the previous year indicating that he may have been planning to release her and the children. The letter said that she wanted to come home, but it's, quote, not possible yet. And police believed Fritzl was planning to pretend to have rescued his daughter from her fictitious cult. Because I guess he realized that, like, it needed to come to an end at some point, you know? Mm. So he was, like, making plans to do that, but it wasn't, it didn't happen yet. So policemen or police spokesman Franz Polzer said police planned to interview at least 100 people who lived as tenants in the Fritzl apartment building in the in the previous 24 years. And you might be wondering, how did literally no one know about this chamber in the basement? But like I said earlier, it wasn't even in the plans of the building. So nobody knew except for him because he illegally built this chamber in the basement. The building was around dating from 1890 and a newer building was added after 1978 when Fritzl applied for a building permit for a quote extension with basement and in 1983 building inspectors visited the site and verified that the new extension had been built according to the dimensions specified on the permit and Fritzl had illegally enlarged the room by excavating space for a much larger basement concealed by walls. And around 1981 or 1982, according to his statement, he started to turn the hidden cellar into a prison cell, which was multiple years before this even happened. So this was a big, big plan of his. The cell had two access points. It was a hinged door that weighed 500 kilograms or 1,100 pounds, which is thought to have become unusable over the years because of its weight, and a metal door that was reinforced with concrete on steel rails that weighed 300 kilograms or 650 pounds and measured one meter or 3.3 feet high and 60 centimeters or two feet wide. Thick door. (laughs) A thick one. Impossibly thick door. Right. So this shit was on lock. It was locked down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no shit. Right. After his arrest, Fritzl claimed that his behavior toward his daughter did not constitute rape, but was consensual. (laughs) According to statements Joseph made to Australian Weekly News, he said he, quote, always knew during the whole 24 years that what I was doing was not right, that I must have been crazy to do such a thing, yet it became a normal occurrence to lead a second life in the basement of my house. Fritzl stated, I am not the beast media makes me out to be. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Regarding his treatment of Elizabeth and her children in the cellar, he explained that he brought flowers for Elizabeth and books and toys for the children in the bunker, as he called it, and often watched videos with the children and ate meals with Elizabeth and the children. He was a great father and husband, question mark. Oh my God. Yeah. What about no son? What about keeping them in a 380 square foot room against their will yeah (laughs) what about that what about the enslavement (laughs) right he said he decided to imprison elizabeth after she quote did not adhere to any rules anymore when she became a teenager uh he said this is why i had to do something i had to create a place where i could keep elizabeth by force if necessary away from the outside world He suggested that the emphasis on discipline in the Nazi era during which he grew up until the age of 10 might have influenced his view about decency and good behavior. Um, The chief editors of News Magazine noted in their editorial that they expected Fritzl's statement to form the basis of the defense strategy for his lawyer, and his statement may have been a ploy to prepare an insanity defense. So they think all of this was very strategically put out into the world, you know? So the further I found out about this man, the crazier it got. And reflecting on his childhood, Joseph initially described his mother as, quote, the best woman in the world. And she was as strict as it was necessary. Later, he expressed a negative opinion about his mother and claimed, quote, she used to beat me, hit me until I was lying on the floor in a pool of blood. And she said, my, or he said, my mother was a servant and she used to work hard all her life. I never had a kiss from her. I was never cuddled, although I wanted it. I wanted her to be good to me. He also claimed that she called him a, quote, a Satan, a criminal and a no good, and that he had a horrible fear of her, which is terrible for this child, but not even the crazy part. In 1959... 
after Fritzl had married and bought this house, his mother moved in with them. And over time, their roles reversed. And his mother became to fear him. Okay, so his mother was fearing him now. And eventually, he also admitted that he had later locked his mother in the attic and bricked up her window, telling neighbors that she had died and kept her locked up there until her death in 1980. It is unknown how long Fritzl kept his mother locked up in the attic, but newspapers have speculated that it may have been up to 20 years. The same amount of time. So he had her locked up in the attic and his daughter in the basement. In the basement, yes. He had two people locked in his house. I mean, more than two, but you know what I mean. Like his daughter in the basement, his mother in the attic for Um, however many years until she died. Oh my God. Like what? What? Is that not crazy? I, I'm speechless because I, I can't believe it. I know. I know. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's something else, which is just what? Anyway, during his, imp- during his prison stint for the earlier rape conviction, he admitted that he planned to lock his daughter up so he could contain and express his, quote, evil side. He said, I was born to rape, and I held myself back for a relatively long time. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Do you want a cookie? Yeah, like, is that supposed to be fuck? good? Like, what? So clearly his plan to lock up his daughter for discipline reasons was not true, but it was for his own gratification. I mean, obviously. But it, he, he literally said it himself that he, it was for his, quote, evil side. Like, he knew it. The forensic psychiatrist diagnosed Fritzl as having a, quote, severe combined personality disorder, which included borderline, schizotypal, and schizoid personalities, and a sexual disorder, and recommended that Fritzl receive psychiatric care for the rest of his life. So, Elizabeth was able to record her testimony for court. That way, she didn't have to be there, which was shown before Austrian prosecutors on July 11th, 2008. In November of 2008, authorities released an indictment against Joseph for the murder of the infant Michael, who died shortly after her birth and faced between 10 years and life imprisonment. He was also charged with rape, incest, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and slavery, which carry a maximum of 20-year term. His trial began on March 16, 2009. He pleaded guilty to all charges, with the exception of murder and grievous assault by threatening to gas his captives if they disobeyed him. In his opening remarks, Rudolf Mayer, the defending counsel, appealed to the jury to be objective and not to be swayed by emotions. He said, don't be swayed by emotions. Yeah, those <laughs> emotions, if... the things that you should feel about this case, don't yeah. feel them. Right. Turn it off. Right, exactly. He insisted Fritzl was, quote, not a monster, stating that Fritzl had bought, had brought a Christmas tree down to his captives in the cellar during the holiday season. Oh, my God. Hitler wasn't bad. He gave his children flowers. He was a really good artist, too. <laughs> what the fuck? Right. Uh, which is laughable. I wrote in my notes, all, all capital, laughable. Yeah, okay. So, like, this right. is a lawyer, too. Like, you're supposed yeah. to have... Like, coherent logic in your arguments. Well, like I said earlier, he's grasping at straws, you know? like There's, there's no, not even straws. There's just <laughs> there's nothing. nothing there. He's grasping at nothing. And the prosecution pressed for life imprisonment in an institution for the criminally insane. And on the first day of testimony, jurors watched 11 hours of testimony recorded by Elizabeth in sessions with police and psychologists in July 2008. The tape is said to have been so harrowing that the eight jurors did not watch more than two hours at a time. There were even four replacement jurors that were on standby to replace any of the regular jurors in case they could not bear to hear any more evidence, which really says something. Besides the video testimony, Elizabeth's older brother, Harold, testified and said that he was physically abused by Joseph as a child. But Joseph's wife, Rosemary, and Elizabeth's children refused to testify. On March 18, 2009, Elizabeth Fritzl attended the second day of, her, of the criminal trial against her father. Fritzl's attorney, Rudolf Mayer, confirmed that she had been in the visitor's galley in disguise at the time of her video testimony, 
when it was aired. And Joseph Fritzl recognized that Elizabeth was in court. And from this point on, you could see Joseph Fritzl was going pale and he broke down. Who cares? The next day, Fritzl became or began the proceedings by approaching the judge and changing his plea to guilty on all charges. On March 19th, 2009, Fritzl was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. He said that he accepted the sentence and would not appeal. Wait, sorry, I'm confused. He was imprisoned for life without mm-hmm. the possibility of parole for 15 years? Mm-hmm are like contradictory so he's able to try to get parole for in 15 years but he has oh okay yeah but he said that he accepted the sentence and would not appeal and fritzel is currently serving out his sentence in garston abbey a foreman a foreman a former monastery in upper austria that has been converted into a prison because of this case austria changed their legislation for the statute of limitations which i think is great there Um, should be none well right exactly but yeah because they were like oh he was already a convicted rapist and he was able to become a foster parent. Like, that's crazy. Like, that shouldn't be a thing that happens. So they changed the law because of this case, which I think is good. Um, And in the aftermath, let's talk about this. Medical experts reported Elizabeth and her children were in, quote, relatively good health. Really? Yes. After being taken into care, Elizabeth and all six of her surviving children and her mother were housed in a local clinic where they were shielded from the outside environment and received medical and psychological treatment. Members of the Fritzl family were offered new identities, but it was emphasized that it was their choice to make. The head of the clinic, where Elizabeth and her children were being treated, said that Elizabeth and the three children that were held captive in the cellar required further therapy to help them adjust to the light after years in semi-darkness. They also needed treatment to help them cope with all of the extra space that they now had in which to move about. Yeah, isn't that, I would imagine that's extremely anxiety inducing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure everything is anxiety inducing. True. It was revealed that Elizabeth and her children were more traumatized than they previously thought. During captivity, Kirsten tore out her hair in clumps and was reported to have shredded her dress before stuffing, stuffing them in the toilet. Stefan could not walk properly because of his height of 1.73 meters or 5 feet 8 inches, which had forced him to stoop in the 1.68 meter high or 5 feet 6 inch cellar. It had also been revealed that normal everyday occurrences, such as the dimming of lights or the closing of doors, plunge Kirsten and Stefan into anxiety and panic attacks. The other three children who were raised by their father and being treated were being treated for anger and resentment at the events. How could you not resent? Of course. I mean, of course the, like all of her children, regardless of where they lived, received treatment because I mean, obviously it was more extreme for the people that were locked away, but still the children who lived upstairs needed therapy as well. After all of this, how old were they when they got out? Kirsten was 19. Stefan was, I think 17 or 18 and I think I believe Felix was like five or maybe four I'm not sure he was young in 2000 in May of 2008 Elizabeth her mother and her children created a poster at the therapy facility that that was displayed in the Amstetten town center the message thanked local people for their support it said we the whole family would like to take the opportunity to thank all of you for your sympathy at our fate your compassion is helping us greatly to overcome these difficult times, and it shows us there also are good and honest people here who really care for us. We hope that soon there will be a time where we can find our way back into a normal life. And this was, you know, written on a big poster that they created. It had all of the children's, like, hands drawn on there. They had, like, little drawings and stuff. It was really sweet, and the town needed it, you know? They were, they were in shock as well, and also... Another kind of crazy part about this story for Austria is there was another girl who was kept in a cellar in the basement that had also recently broken. So there were two girls that were being kept in cellars in Austria, like around the same time. So this, they were all like, what is going on with our country? Right. 
Kirsten was reunited with her family on June 8th, 2008, when she was awakened from her artificially induced coma. Doctors said that she would make a full recovery from, you know, her sickness, but... Her physical ailments. Yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy? She was put into into a coma and then woke up and everything changed. Everything is different. I can't even imagine, like, how confusing that must be for her. She had never been in a hospital. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, it literally is, like, being almost, like, abducted by aliens and, like, you just wake up, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's, like, all these tubes attached to me. Right. Light. There's light. light. Yeah, there's light. That detail. I mean, they had like they had lights in the cellar, but like daylight, or as white as a hospital is. Right. Yeah. That's right. In late July 2008, it emerged that Elizabeth ordered her mother Rosemary out of the villa they had been sharing in a secret location that was set up for them by the psychiatric clinic. Elizabeth was upset about Rosemary's passiveness during her upbringing, and I don't wow. blame her. Lawyer Christoph Herbst who represents Elizabeth and her family said, fortunately, everything is going very well. They spend their time answering hundreds of letters from all over the world. Felix, Kirsten, and Stefan even learned how to swim. Really? That's cool. Yeah. In August 2008, all of Elizabeth's children attended a four-day summer camp organized by firefighters with 4,000 other young campers. The children, along with their mother, also have made day trips, including swimming outings, on which care was taken to keep them out of the reach of paparazzi and protect their privacy. In March 2009, Elizabeth and her children were forced to move out of the family's hideaway home and returned to the psychiatric clinic where medical staff had started trying to heal the family and unite the upstairs and downstairs siblings during the previous year. Elizabeth was reported to be distraught and close to a breakdown after a British paparazzi had burst into her kitchen and started taking photographs. Fucking scum. Yeah. Leave these people alone. Has she not been through enough? She has. She definitely has. And like, can you please just, I know it's your job, but can you just be like a shred respectful? break into her kitchen? Yeah, that's that's way too far. You're a fucking animal. (laughs) Yes. Elizabeth and her six children were then moved to an unnamed village in North Austria where they were living in a fortress-like house. All of the children require ongoing therapy, and factors that traumatize the upstairs children include learning that Joseph had lied to them about their mother abandoning them, the abuse they had received from him during their childhood, and finding out that their siblings had been imprisoned in a cellar. The downstairs children received therapy due to their deprivation from normal development, the lack of fresh air and sunshine while living confined in the basement, and abuse that they and their mother had received from Joseph when he visited them in the basement. All of the children might have genetic problems common to children born of incestuous relationships. Right. So Elizabeth and her mother were, you know, estranged for a time because of everything. But Elizabeth allows her three children who grew up in Joseph and Rosemary's house to visit their grandmother regularly. Rosemary lives alone in a small apartment. According to Joseph's sister-in-law, Christine, Elizabeth enjoys spending her time shopping, taking frequent showers, and driving. She has passed her driving test without difficulty. So that's cool. Um, She fell in love with her bodyguard, Thomas Wagner, who is 23 years her junior after spending months together when she was freed initially. And the relationship is said to have given Elizabeth a quote, renewed strength in her journey towards normality. Thomas moved to live with Elizabeth and her children. One of the psychiatric doctors said that the romance has helped her overcome the traumas of her past. And he became like a big brother figure to the children. And all of Elizabeth's children have developed normal sibling relationships with each other. And after, ha- uh, and after having trouble dealing with the traumatic events, the three upstairs children slowly began recognizing Elizabeth as their mother. The children enjoy being outdoors, playing video games, and spending time with their mother and grandmother. Despite their strained relationship, Elizabeth and her mother started visiting each other more, and Elizabeth has reportedly forgiven her mother for believing her father's story. And on... The 28th of June, 2013, workers began filling the basement of the Fritzl home with concrete. The house was to be sold on the open market. While most of the neighbors approved of the proposal, some preferred that the property be just demolished due to its history. 
but asylum seekers were offered the house to live in and the house was sold to walter ansboek the owner of a strip club in december of 2016 and basically they used it to house the trainees of this strip club what and like employee flats because he bought it he was the owner of a strip club which i just kind of thought was funny that it was you know the owner of a strip club bought this, this is, house yeah it's just weird it's just a weird thing but i mean it should yeah, have been I mean, demolished I guess he just doesn't he just doesn't care about no. the history right he's just using it as you know employee living which i guess is whatever but in prison fritzel is loathed by other inmates good one prisoner said just hearing his name makes me nauseous yeah as it should as it should he is said to be extremely unpopular with other inmates and has to be kept in solitary confinement with four guards watching watching him in Wait, so he's in solitary confinement? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Great. In March of 2016, Fritzel lost several of his teeth after getting into a punch-up, which I, I liked that they called it a punch-up, with another inmate, after prisoners set up a fake online dating profile for him. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means what exactly, but they hated him, and I'm sure they tormented him, which I love. And because and of this- And knocked his teeth out. And knocked his teeth out. We love a punch-up. Um, because of this event, in May of 2017, Joseph Fritzl changed his name to Joseph Merhoff, and he has shown no remorse for his crimes. He kept saying, just look into the cellar of other people. You might find other families and girls down there. Which, like, what? Like, you're trying to normalize yourself? Yeah, don't, that's not, this nothing, is, nothing about this no. situation is normal, No, Joseph anyway but i don't know like did i i mean he obviously isn't showing any remorse but like changing his plea to like guilty on all charges after noticing that his daughter was in the courtroom like hints at like the beginning of it mm-hmm. so like maybe he's just like he just can't accept that mm-hmm. he can't accept that he's the monster that he is yes right i mean his his lawyer repeatedly said oh, he's not the monster you make him out to shut up Shut yep. up. Yes, Nobody he is. Nobody believes He you. is a true monster. He is evil. He said it himself that he's yeah. evil. Anyway, I just now realized that his name is probably Yosef. So I apologize for the just all of the wrong pronunciations. I'm sorry. But Fritzl was, was and still is separated from everyone else in the prison. And he has totally withdrawn himself and barely leaves his cell. He doesn't want contact with others, and altogether it looks as though he has resigned himself to dying. And good. I hope he does die. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's kind of getting the treatment he gave his daughter. I mean, there's no rape or abuse, but like, he's, at least he's locked away. Yeah, that's something, I guess. Um, but in April of 2019, it was reported that Yosef's health was declining and that he did not want to live anymore. And neither do we. We don't want him to live anymore either, so pack it up. Go, pack it up. Pack it up. Go somewhere else. <laughs> oh my God. Ride that stripper pole into hell. Yeah. <laughs> just just like Lil Nas. Um, anyway, that is the story of Elizabeth Fritzel. It actually, yeah. I because when I when I was telling you about the, re- the story that I was researching, I said it was like Room, and I didn't realize that the movie Room is also based off of this story. Like, it's not exactly this story, but it, it's similar. Um, it's, a, it's a really good movie. I would I suggest that movie. It's bleak, for sure, but I mean... Just how, like this story. Just like this story. <laughs> it's not a happy one. But it's a, it's a really good movie. But yeah, the, the movie The Girl in the Basement um, was... It was okay. I mean, it was like a Lifetime movie, you know? I feel like that has like a very specific type of feel to it. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, sometimes it was, it was good. <laughs> Is that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a lukewarm endorsement yeah cheesy it was a little cheesy ending but i mean the movie is is pretty good if you want to watch it um yeah but that's that on that you know anything else to say before we wrap it up yeah i mean i don't know what else to say about this story yeah it's just like i just continually can't believe how much lower and bleak it kept getting but i'm glad that they all seem to be having normal relationships yeah you know can uh live their lives yeah and i mean i feel like this goes without saying but let's just give a moment to the how unbelievably strong elizabeth is you know i cannot imagine i like i can't even wrap my head around anything that she endured i mean from giving birth alone in a basement like seven times to then you know raising her having to give away her children i'm sure Mm -hmm. that was extremely difficult yeah and then 
like giving her children the best life she possibly could under the circumstances and enduring you know the abuse throughout the entire thing like when when they when the children were finally freed and they were like you know brought into the care of medical staff and you know therapists and stuff people were like they're really polite like they're really well-behaved polite like educated children yeah it's 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 incredible yeah amazing like i can't even believe that i mean i can believe it because she's incredible but like i can't wrap my head around that that's insane yeah i think that's that's what i got that's all i got to say about that but um what is your good thing uh, my good thing this week is uh, we have planned a trip to see your family. That's true. So we'll get to see them after a very long period of time. Yep. Uh, COVID hiatus. Yes. But yeah, hopefully by then I'll have had the vaccine. Yeah, for We're sure. We're opening it up here in California. Yes. The vax on the way. Yes. So. I guess my good thing can be that I, I did actually get my second vaccine. I know I mentioned in the last one that I was going to get it. I did get it, and uh, it, it's it's it was a little rough for the first day, but I mean it, it was uh, you know worth it. I'm glad I have it. So anyway, yeah, that's my good thing. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to keep up with the pictures that we post about the stories we talk about, follow us on Instagram at nottoday underscore podcast. If you have a story, please send it to me at notodaypodcast at gmail Follow us on TikTok at nottodaypodcast, and just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah.